When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the end of the season. Oh, it's like the end of the Pier Show. League season. Eh? League season. Yeah, I know, but it's the end of the season. I mean, it's not real, is it, what's happening next? <laughs> None of it's been real this season, has it? I mean, we are going to sum it all up in a moment. But joining me in this frivolous occasion, it's only Mr. Rick Glanville for the second week running. I mean, how about that? Two weeks running. Fantastic. You, you must be made up. Never call me unreliable. No, I won't. Not like Andy Saunders, who's got <laughs> man flu. Do you know, how do you have man flu when it's the hottest day of the year? Where are you? Oh, hold Come on. Come on, Andy, let's be having you. It's the man of a thousand voices. That was my cue, right? Yeah, that, that was, is. Yeah, that, that was, was number 1001. That was 1001. Like carpet cleaner. The voice that broke the programme. It is. It's Garibaldi Hayes. Hello. How are you, Delia? Very good. I feel like Gary Cahill. It's at the end of the season. I haven't played for a while. I've been rolled out. Yeah. Do you want me to make you feel more at home? Like that, tennis. No, I'm not really doing tennis, am I? I'm not doing tennis. <laughs> well, you are doing a bit of it. Yeah, a bit, but I'm more into Springsteen at the moment. Oh, oh all right, yeah, moving on Been on a pilgrimage. You're doing a podcast, aren't you, Gary? Narrative podcast series, 12 parts, 12 tracks. Do you, do you know, they've already got a, a huge readership. How many brothers have you got? <laughs> Six brothers, one sister. <laughs> it's a listenership as well, Kerry. Come on. Oh yeah, but no. Honestly, I've heard you're doing it by writing it all down. You could be good. Be be nice for you. Thank Do you. Some... I've, I've been everywhere. I've been to the archives. I've been doing loads of stuff. Wearing my Chelsea tracksuit top when I went to his childhood home in 68 South Street. When I met the drummer of the East Street Band, wearing my Chelsea tracksuit top on the boardwalk of Asbury Park. Just me and Vinny looking out to sea. Oh, good days. Sorry. Jesus. God. Can't we? Oh, do we have to? Oh, summer. We've got trans- to listen to this I was, nonsense. I was transported then, like a Victorian criminal. I, I've, been, I've been all over America, though. I've learnt many more accents. I'll do them later on. Um, really? What's your favourite accent of the week? Did it? Oh, didn't you go to Tennessee or somewhere? Howdy, I did. And I said, hey, boy, I got some moon pie. I got some Twinkies. Want to eat them? See how they taste? What is moon pie? I got to drink some moonshine. What's moon pie, though? I don't know. Some horrible, like, sort of road food. Did you just make this up? No. You haven't been outside of Peterborough, have you? I've been so far as Stamford. Stamford, there you go. I tell you, it's, it's all fiction for you, Gal. Actually, remember, we went to Stamford once, didn't we, together, when we called into, what's his face, in the, uh, when we got up to Newcastle, you, me and Paul, wasn't it? Yes. Um, who was it now? It was... Um, Not Stamford, was it? It was Bert Murray. Yeah, was it in Stamford? 
Somewhere near there, wasn't it? Just yeah, because kind of, at his pub, he's, he's it might have been Stanford now, actually. Yeah, yes. it was. Yeah, always is like two old blokes Murray, trying to remember their Bert names. Murray, sixties Chelsea, Chelsea player, yeah, player. running a pub and loads of great photos inside yeah. this lovely old pub. Because we we drove up there, it was the two all game when Ramirez scored that belter and William equalised when McLaren was Newcastle manager, and it's like the end of the beginning of the end for Jose, wasn't it? So that was like 2015. So what were you two doing travelling together? I never ever imagined you as travel companions. Well, I was working for Bleacher Report and CNN at the time. So I was going up to cover the game and then our mutual friend, Paul, was mm. going up there. and Paul Mason, who uh, the yep. new media editor at, at the club. And so I ponced the lift off Paul and when I got in the car, Rick was there and I sat in the back like Miss Daisy. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and... Did you ever travel with him again? With Paul, we, we, loads of no, times. No, 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 we, we, we've, we've done Gary. loads of times. We've, we've done, like, we've done, we've done loads Remember of Remember Holland, we got those fish and chips for like pound fifty. Yeah. And it was really good. <laughs> and we came out of the stadium and Paul went, I oh, know, really good chippy. And it went in there, I was like, looks a bit grim. I was like, <laughs> all, you know. And, uh, Is that went, another no, no. one of your accents? Yeah. In all. And, it, and, and Rick was like, oh no, it's really good in here. And we got it. It was like lovely fish and chips, pound fifty. It's really good. And then, but Paul made me sit outside his car and eat it. I don't know if you remember, because you two got in there and he went, I trust Rick not to spill it. You can't get in. And I was like, Paul, your car is a tip. I don't remember yeah. that. I was like, your car is a tip, Paul. And he went, but you've got too much ketchup. And I was like, okay. So I was eating oh, it outside yeah, no, that, real quick. That, that would be a... I was like, it's forcing it down. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. You, you, this is a quiz here for you, Rick. Can you name a very famous guitarist who came from Hull? And you've got five seconds. A, but, a guitarist who came from Hull? A very famous one. My favourite guitarist. Oh, Can you, God. Yeah, OK. No, what, no. What, what era are we talking about? We're 60s? talking 70s. Um, glam. What, glam. Oh, uh, I know. You go on, you can do it. Uh, Dave you Bowie's uh, yeah, guitarist. Yeah, you it's on the tip of your... I can't know. Mick Ronson. Mick Ronson. There you go. Mick Ronson was very nice to me when I was a kid. I snuck him backstage, or I was trying to sneak him backstage, uh, I think it was ELO gig at Wembley Arena, and he came out and he said, oh, you're right, so what are you trying to do? I said, oh, I want to go backstage. He, really? Oh, go on, come with me and Why meet was Mick Ronson there? It was it was just at the gig, oh, right, and it yeah, was like yeah. VIP, yeah, yeah. and he took me in, and and he was fantastic. He introduced me to Roger Taylor from Queen, Chelsea and all fan, the band. yeah. So that was it. So Mick Ronson became my hero, and he bought me a lemonade and stayed with me for about five or ten minutes. Did you grow? Have you ever thought about growing? Woody Woodman's yes. No, Woody Woodman's these sideboards yeah. that nearly make a beer but don't quite reach. Yeah. Sorry, I fell asleep then. What were you saying? Well, it's way more interesting than you spring So if it's not pour. Steve Van Sant or Niles Lofgren, I don't care who the guitarist is. Excellent. Well, there you go. Right, I suppose we could better go back a, a few days ago to... What was it now? What's that cup? We're in the Europa League, the semi-final. The easy game that was lined up against Eintracht Frankfurt. Well, what a pig's ear we made of that one then. What a peculiar game, really. Um, I, I just felt that um, well, we, we could easily have won. But again, you just look at it and you think, uh, do they know what the prize is? Are they prepared to work hard? And we needed to get, you know, maybe two goals ahead and I think we would have been okay. But 
we just let we, we were not doing our jobs. We were not tracking back. There's a terrible goal that we gave away. David Luiz stepped uh, stayed back to uh, keep Jovic on side and then stepped forward to play to allow him to go past it. He didn't have a a, a, a great moment there. And um, from there, we found I think we found it really hard to rouse ourselves. And the crowd were really good. I thought they, you know, the away supporters helped in that respect. But we made such hard work of it. Well, wasn't it? Doesn't it sum up our season that actually we're in control of situations, we're in control of games, but we don't bury teams when we've got the opportunity, and then we can never get our foot back on the gas. It's, I think that's the, that's the yeah. And, and you saying a peculiar game. It's been a peculiar cup run with this because until that game, they hadn't really broken a sweat. Slavia Prague. Yeah, I, I just think that they Four, just three. They but they just sort of coasted through games yeah. and then yeah, and then they get to the point where they're four one up within what the first thirty minutes, mm. and then they let him back in. It's just weird. It's almost like that they feel like oh, this is an outsider looking in, but it's almost like they're above it and they don't need to work and they do just enough because for the, throughout the entire tournament or the entire cup competition they they just sort of done enough to get to the final it's, it's odd it's been an odd competition you look at it, they're in the final and they haven't really been amazing but they haven't really been tested until they play in that game but I think with David Luiz as well though that he's coming for some flack but I do like the fact he's got a two year deal by the way um, but I just think that's a case of it weren't the same part. You look throughout the season with him and Rudiger playing every week, that didn't really happen. And then in this match, he's playing with someone he's not familiar with in terms of every week. And he sort of gets that offside trap confused. And I think that comes from not being with that player throughout the whole season. Whereas I think with Rudiger, I could be wrong, but I can't think of a time that that really happened so much. I think it happened against Slavia a couple of times as well. I think the maybe weird thing about it is, is why I don't remember. Yeah, it. but maybe the maybe the, the, the I think the strangest thing about the whole campaign is how badly we've done in those subsequent league games, the ones <laughs> that follow at the weekend. So in a way, I mean, as a someone who writes the match previews on the website, I am so happy that we're not going to be in the Europa League next season because the deadlines are just diabolical. You know, you've got to turn around two days' work in a day. and uh, I don't care about the players. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're, absolutely. And they're, and they're whinging about fitness and stuff. As someone who writes about it, it's just really, really difficult. When do so they I'm really go pleased to, with... Sorry, but when, when do they go to print the programme then? No, not the programme, the website. Oh, on the website, yeah. okay, yeah. But I've got the a re- programme will go to print on Tuesday. Yeah, right, you, okay. that's, that's well gone. And they just, uh, that's all sorted out. But, um, so I've got a, on the, so on a Friday, I've got to do, I mean, normally it takes me two days to write one of the previews with all the different bits that I pull up, new statistics I try and conjure up. So I will not miss it. And I do, that, that I, I won't miss that, that arrhythmia of the Europa League I'm so pleased we're in the Champions League I really felt for the journalists after where I, on Thursday and I saw like Liam and well, Naz what about and, Tuesday and Wednesday but Paul Lagan <laughs> and that where they're they're in the mix zone after those games I was just like oh I remember how bad it was in 2012-13 because especially it goes to extra time those guys it's like quarter to 12 and they're waiting for the players to come out still and I was just like oof grim Mm. Europa League but still we could win it and then it would become a good competition that's the thing it is the competition like the League Cup that you take seriously in the final stages then you look back on uh, uh, if you've won it it's great 
if you've uh, if you've lost it, is quickly forgotten. Yeah, I, I, it's it's odd. But it is a it? European trophy. It is a European trophy, and I, I feel sorry for that competition that it's almost denigrated to this. Oh, do we really have to be in it? Because you spend all your season, a lot of teams struggling to get into Europe, and then you look at the lesser teams that make the Europa League. They usually have a fearful season in the Premiership. It doesn't seem to work on so many... Maybe because it's such an overblown tournament and there's too many games. I mean, what is it? We've now gone 93 games unbeaten this season in the Europa <laughs> League and it's a new world record. But, mm. I mean, whatever it is, it's 12 or something. 16, 16 games we've played. I mean, Not this season, over the... And we've know. played more, t- more games than any other team in Europe this year, haven't mm. we? Well, have we? Yeah, Oh, we're still in it. Yeah, 61 yeah, yeah. now, I yeah. think but it is. But also as well, looking at it from... qualifiers, didn't they, yeah. as well? Looking at it from a financial perspective, this, I'm quoting this from Tim Rolls, because I saw Tim tweeting about it earlier, but I never realised there was so much money in the Europa League, because it used to be really poor, but this season, Tim 45 says... million, Chelsea it, make 42 million from yeah. the Europa League, which Probably, isn't possibly too shabby 44, at all. Yeah. Or I think 45 and a half if we win it. It's about three and a half million So you, you think, like, we bemoan the fact we're in it, that's... That's half a hazard. But, the, but, but, but that's not... Uh, it, actually, the problem is, I, I agree with you about the position that the Europa League finds itself in, but UEFA doesn't help when it has reforms that reduce the amount of money that goes into the prize parts, which is what they've done with their coefficient. They've reduced the coefficient value of Europa League games. So it, they're actually undermining it themselves. So uh, is it any wonder that the club's feel the same way about it but it is a final it is a, against uh, one of well certainly from my personal perspective um, the team I I love to dislike the most Arsenal um, much more than any other team and I think that jeopardy that will be involved in it will make it a great final when we actually when we're close to it when we're staring at it you know looking at it close quarters so I, I agree with you I, I think Arsenal is actually a way more intriguing game always because one side or the other never has the total rub of the green. It's a, it's a very interesting fixture as to just when you think you're in the ascendancy, the other team comes back and, and wins something. And, and, and we, it's not a game I go into with pure joy and relish. No. Or Arsenal. <laughs> no. Yeah. I used to. When, when we had Drogba and Costa, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, that was different. They but that's just, actually a short moment in time but, but compared they, they, to the they pain. They would bully them and they would do the Chelsea thing. Now we've got embarrassed about doing the Chelsea thing. We're trying to do something different for right or wrong. That, that plays up to Arsenal a little bit. And I just think really... Arsenal's always a good barometer for the last 15 years it's a good barometer for where Chelsea are mm. if Chelsea are sort of you know like a, a muscle team you know I'm so there was so much more to that team other than muscle but the nuance that went along with that that we'd always just steamroll them but if there was a problem you'd know it because Arsenal would get the better of us and you see it now that the season started off so well and we I know we let them back in they should have scored a couple more goals in that game but we win the first game of the season against them when we played them first and then we, when we play them at the that Emirates... That was a mad game, wasn't it? Yeah. But then when we play them at the Emirates, they just... It's sort of an easy win for them. It's like... It was a nothing game. Yeah. It was like... It's like yeah, this well, isn't the games I'm used to watching. Up. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's like, you know, I like turning up to Arsenal and laughing in their face. Yeah. That, you know, Drogba's just completely annihilated you and Costa has 
got Murtasaka sent off because he's a donkey. And, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I, I love that. And this, they've, they've lost that bite. That's why I'm a bit apprehensive about this game because as dire as Arsenal are, it's got an Arsenal win written all over it because of Chelsea's inability well, to, to close te- games off and kill teams off. And we don't need to win it. And that seems to have been the sort of way we've gone through the season is that somehow... OK, we'll, we'll get to this in a minute, but you know where we finished in the league compared to the way we've performed uh, are almost like separate entities. And it's almost like some sort of fate that's descended upon us without us ha- having any say in it whatsoever. But, but I think the Europa League game against Arsenal is a worrying one for so many reasons. Because we don't need to, even when we've needed to get results this year, we haven't necessarily got them. And in spite of everything, we're still a successful season. How can uh, it not how can winning a European trophy uh, not be enough to require them to win? I I mean totally there agree. is a there is a second thing that the teams that win the Champions League and the Europa League finish their top seeds in the group stage because of the way that that's been changed whereas at the moment we'd be in pot 2. So whether that I I haven't actually looked at what that what the ramifications are of that it might be it doesn't make any difference but um, personal pride, the glory of winning, that's what should motivate them. And hold on, the, the bottom line is we knock Arsenal out of the Champions League yeah, by like winning. We did, like we did Tottenham in 2012. Exactly. And It'd be excellent, wouldn't it? It would be to go, oh, yeah, you've got Thursday nights again because of us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no and so one you, else. You rub it in for an entire season. Yeah. And that'll be their third in a row, I think, outside yeah. the Champions League, which starts to look like a bit of a bad pattern for them. You know, three years running, that's not good. No. We because... got... <sighs> the thing is, is they are a Europa League team anyway. They're not a Champions League team. Mm. They've shown it. They've played Wolves, Palace, and who else was it? The teams had nothing to play for and they lost back-to-back, back-to-back Incredible. games. Yeah, well, a... I mean... <laughs> Well, are we going to go on to the weekend games? Yeah, because... we are. We, we're going to go. We'll go in a minute. I mean, okay. yeah, any last thoughts about the, about the semi-final? I, when you see a player like Jovic, who didn't really do very much, but scored a goal, he is looks... he not the kind of yeah. player that yeah. I, I can't see we'll get him now because yeah. we're not front runners in Europe. He reminds me a lot about, of uh, uh, Aguero. We're transfer ban. So, yeah, but I mean, we'll get on to that as well. But is he the kind of player you go... That is where you go, I don't care what he did for the other 89 minutes because when it mattered, he just went and slotted it. So a self-starter who actually links very well with other players. Too many of our our current forwards don't have a partnership with anyone else on the pitch. You see it week in, week out. You look at it and think, where's the rapport? You know, where are the little cheeky things that you learn on a training ground being uh, played out in real life on 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 a football on an actual live game. It's not happening. No. And um, I think Jovic, because he's got the pace, the physical prowess and skill, I mean, the header that he scored in the first leg was just magnificent header, really. You know, because it was the deliberate. only place he could put it. It was deliberate. And what I want to say about the, the, the shootout, how great was Kepa? Because not only did he make a great save towards the end of the, uh, of the, of the extra time, I think it was, but... The first of all, the save with his legs. Um, I mean, I don't know why... That takes was... courage to stand up the player. Why, well, 
I, I, I was thinking, we were looking at it afterwards and saying, why did he decide to stand still? Because he, and I think what he's done, he said he learned from the, the League Cup final. And I think what he's decided is he's not going to move until he's until they've committed. So I'm going to wait, you're, you know, and I've got a, a good enough leap uh, to spring on anything that you do. And I think he just thought, he's going to kick it straight at me. And he, I mean, it was a bit... You know, his feet were apart and he actually had to close his legs to, to stop it. Trapped under his shin though, didn't he? But that's yeah. that's what penalties are. It's a game yeah, yeah. of, you know, a nerve. battle of wills and nerves, yeah. yeah, where you've got to read that player's run-up and I guess he's seen that he's so straight that he's not going to be able to put it anywhere else. As soon as that bloke walked up though, um, we were going, he's going to miss because he, he had been, he'd had treatment a couple of times. He looked like he was dead on his feet. But he'd had a brilliant game. I'm and surprised. it's always the ones who've had the brilliant games yeah. who usually miss. I was surprised Aspi missed as well because his penalty in the League Cup final was absolute gold. Top corner, beautiful it was, penalty. It was a, he sort of emailed it a bit, didn't he? Yeah, it? it was a bit of a dog. Yeah. It really was. It wasn't Everyone really could see where it was going. You could stand behind and point. There's me pointing for the, for the benefit of the listeners. <laughs> that's that's pointing, him pointing. Pointing to the left. In any direction. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But, you know, I, I think... Born, it, born in the USA kind of point. Yeah, yeah. oh, really? Wow, that, that's more on. down the mic into the crowd, okay. into the eye of the girl This the is really row. not working for radio, <laughs> all this pointing, and I just say. Um, uh, finally, I'd, I'd just like to agree with you. I think Kepper, in the last few games, has come up with some extraordinary saves. Some worldies. And he seems to have yep. evolved. Mm-hmm. Would you or would you not say that when players come for big money, when they're not playing well, you remember what they... they paid for somebody when they suddenly get it together you can't remember what they paid for him and he's coming into that level for me and I I think he's really shown that he's going to be a player for us I I kept saying when we we had Thibaut Courtois and he was a reliable keeper but I kept saying for his own uh, uh, good he needed to make uh, a save that you wouldn't expect him to make you know a brilliant world beating save and he never really did that to be unfair to him whereas and I said the same thing with Kepa Kepa was keeping a lot of clean sheets but he was being beaten at the near post sometimes and you're thinking "Mm, you know mate do one that everyone thinks wow now that is world class and he to be fair to him in the last few weeks he's done a couple of those I mean ones that the the, the, save from Troy Deeney's header fantastic save Mm. yeah Uh, and and, he's starting I think now uh, goalkeepers rely a lot on belief. Of course, he'll be up against Petr Cech in the in the final, which will be really fascinating. Cech, I don't know if you saw the stills. Cech was watching the penalty shootout um, on a smartphone in a mix zone uh, after Arsenal had gone through. So he's watching his successor um, do what he did in the 2012 final. Which I am disappointed nice. in Cech, though. That's <laughs> football. Any song? Oh, oh, that's terrible. Roger Taylor, what has he done to Czech? <laughs> so Ch- Czech's just gradually going down. That he he went he's from he went from Jose to Wenger, <laughs> and now he's gone to Roger. Ta- he's just dropping and dropping and dropping. That's what happens. That's what happens. Anyway, Roger Taylor, that is football. <laughs> On that note, we've got to take a quick break. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. And we're back. So, Peter Cech, you don't rate him as a drummer, do you? <laughs> don't rate Roger Taylor either. <laughs> no, I'm a drummer. And um, 
Oh, yeah. Come on, tap something out. Give us a paradiddle. That's okay. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, well, that's what that'll do for me. Paradiddled up. <laughs> anyway, moving Just on. Just needed a snare and a cymbal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, thanks. But he, he's, he's a bit... Um, He's a bit uh, uh, um, worker day, I think. Yeah. Well, that, that's what happens. Anyway, he's, not, he's a better goalkeeper. That's yeah. football. Anyway, so after you know a mighty victory in penalties over Eintracht Frankfurt, uh, we ended up having to play a league game again. And as you say, other than Watford, we've been pretty rubbish after European games. This suddenly meant nothing. You know, the whole hazard theory and thinking started to be far more interesting than the game itself. And really, it was just a pointless exercise, wasn't it? The only thing you're worried about is if somebody got an injury. Yeah, and I was slightly surprised that Leicester didn't, weren't more at our throats. I would have thought Brendan would have said to them, they're there for the taking, they don't want to get injured. You know, this is a chance to finish on a really high note for Leicester City. And I I didn't detect that. It seemed like a classic end of season in the sunshine where both sets of players are thinking, right, we'll do what we have to to keep the fans happy. And um, nothing more. And, you know, there were both teams had a few chances. Did we hit the post again, I think? Higuain missed that. Where he tried, they said, "Oh, he got his feet wrong," but it weren't. He was trying to do a little cheeky flick yeah, into the net, flick. and was, he... and also there was another one where he didn't shoot for. Oh no, it wasn't him. It was Pedro. Could have shot first time, but instead wanted to. He seems to favour his left foot at the moment. He could have cracked it out with his right first time, but he sort of scurried round. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> no, it. <laughs> well, I do love a Pedro scamper. I've got to say. Well, I do I... love a scamper from Pedro. Good Pedro when he's. Doing that. Good Lovely. Pedro, not bad Pedro. No, no, exactly. And, um, you know, you, you, you expect him to score from there, frankly, but he didn't. So, and then, you know, we've, the best thing, obviously, everyone on, the, on these days is following, like, FA Cup Day or something. Everyone's got their smartphones out and he's, you know, getting their alerts uh, about what the scores that are going on. And you just could not believe what was going on at some of these games. Tottenham. Uh, well, yeah, but, well, this is this is the point. This is actually never mind the game. You absolutely hit the nail on the head. The thing that came out of it was as that Leicester game was going on and Tottenham were leading. You thought it's just typical. We're not even trying mm. for third place. Okay, it doesn't mean anything. There's no qualifying. Well, I meant round two and a half million pounds more. Well, exactly. Yeah. So you know, you did feel as though Chelsea were letting us down again. Um, but you go, oh well, at least they've qualified, so maybe they get away with it. But Tottenham, I mean, what? What is happening there? Okay, there's a euphoria of the most ridiculous week in football, but uh, it just was unreal, wasn't it? But I think, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I've not watched any, uh, any of the Tottenham Everton match, so I don't know how that came about. But the long, we, you saw that Tottenham took the lead quite early, and then the longer it went on, the more you started to think, you know, in your mind's eye, you picture what's going on, don't you, at, at their... Uh, what they, what they, the, the, the new stadium, or the new Tottenham Stadium, whatever they're, the official name for it is. And you can imagine that everyone's getting a little bit softerific and thinking, oh, these seats are comfortable and don't the pints fill quickly and all this sort of thing. And I think it was just felt like, come on, Everton, bit of shithousery, you know, come on, knock them back. 
put us back in that slot, and then to finish that. Do you know, for me, also, the thing about Everton is they've, they've returned uh, something back to us because they were the first team that closed down Jorginho this mm. season. And everyone forgets that. Everyone says it was Tottenham the next game. Mm. It wasn't. Mm. It was Everton, it was that home nil. game. Yeah. yeah. And they shut him down. And that November finished. the 11th. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. The, the, that shut us down for the season. So, in a way, they've given us something back by going and getting that that uh, point off. Well, they are us plenty because they kept their Premier League status because of us, didn't they, years ago? Yeah. <laughs> yeah not for want of trying the fans. <laughs> Do you remember? All chanting... Let them score, yeah, let, let them score, score let them score. score. Yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> Bolton, wasn't it? That was Bolton, yeah. But, uh, and Jody Morris went up, the, yeah. it scored a beautiful <laughs> goal, did, yeah. and he celebrated, and everyone yeah. went, boo, <laughs> and boo Jody, and he laughed. It was really one of the funniest end of seasons. But Tottenham lost 19 matches in their, in their campaign. 19. But, Football is going through a really weird uh, uh, But look, I, as moment. we can attest that, the Champions League isn't a barometer of who the best team in Europe is. It's cup football. Mm. And they've, they've done well playing cup football, which is, you know, an all power to them. And, you know, as we're talking about it, I really, really, really hope that it's not Liverpool that wins the Champions League. I'd much rather it was Spurs. And so that's Gary <laughs> no, Hayes' last I'll tell you appearance. What, because, j- j- but just quickly, oh, no, the, 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 re- the reason being is... I'm not biting... I cannot stand Liverpool. If there is a football club that I hate from the inside out with every inch of my being, it is Liverpool. I despise their fans. I despise the way the clubs run. I despise their sense of entitlement. Everything about that team and that place, I absolutely despise. And I know it's not politically correct. I do not care. I absolutely hate them. And I just cannot stand the thought of them winning the Champions League. When... They won it against Milan in 2005. Oh, God. Mate, mate, blood vessels just burst in yeah, your nose. Yeah, I cannot stand them. You know what? I had the misfortune of working with them once. What oh. Was it? Oh, that's... Gary's now you, raising his eyebrows. To be, uh, I absolutely... Uh, to be affected and, by And to be Liverpool. fair, I, you know, it's not that I don't... No, uh, it's not that I don't dislike Spurs. It's just that I don't. I just I grew up where we were always stuffing Spurs. So I'm like, look, I don't care. You, yeah, you, look, you get it every now and then. But Liverpool, can I, I cannot put it stand to you them. that we will no longer be able to call ourselves the only club in London say, with a European Cup. You know what? Surely, I'm going to miss that song if we they won it. Man, is that worth nothing? Because we'll end up yes. winning it more than them, and it. You know, I just cannot yeah, stand Liverpool. Scan. We're the only team in London and with the European you're hear Cup all twice. The, you're all going to hear the garbage of. In Madrid, we won it six times, and all. It's like, come on, with your. I hate accent. the way that they're pontificated about in the media. When did Hull the, win the European Cup six times? Yeah, but do you know what I mean? It's like all the all the stuff where before every game they'll have like, oh, the beauty of Anfield, and the TV director will leave it for thirty seconds on the cop as they sing, "You'll never walk alone," and all this, and it'll just feed it even more. What I want is them to be the team that finished with ninety-seven points, and you still won nothing. <laughs> That's what I want. I absolutely despise them can, can I just say whatever way you look at it it's all horrible it yeah. is horrible but it's yeah. the lesser of two evils because that club and everything they represent and the, the way they you get let off with so we much get, in the media it. as well they do <laughs> they do get a lot of, let off with so much I just think you know what 
Give it to Spurs, okay? Because it is the lesser of two evils. Because Liverpool... Just the other thing now. as well. This sums up Liverpool fans. I was listening to Five Live on Sunday when I was doing the washing up and they're phoning up. I would do a Scouse-Saxon, but he weren't Scouse. All from like Dagenham and places like that. Going, oh yeah, we lost the league by 11 millimetres. Well, Ron Harris just yeah. appeared there. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we lost the league by 11 millimetres. Right. But... I came as soon as I could. <laughs> but the, the point is of them, I thought... Another euphemism. Oh, so you want to complain about 11 millimetres? What about the effing ghost goal? That you, hey, take it, mates. You know, giving all the beef and all that. And then when they lose the league because of 11 millimetres, which is technology proven that it wasn't a goal, that when technology couldn't prove it was a goal, then they want to moan. It's like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, oh God. Have a little calm down. It's getting hot in here, isn't it? I might have to strip oh. off. Oh, no, look, you've gone far enough, it's okay? It's getting hard in here. I don't... <laughs> so, God. anyway... Yeah, so going back to Chelsea, um, all the rumours now uh, sort of coming out about what could happen, what couldn't happen. Will we get a ban? Won't we get a ban? Oh, right, okay, yeah. All these sort of the ideas, I I love the latest one, which was um, if we get a ban, then it will mean we'll just go, you know what, there's no point selling Hazard, we'll keep him for another year, and then he'll be too old for Real Madrid because he'll be nearly 30 then in a year's time and they won't be interested in signing him. I think do you, you think do, he's going? Well, I do think you have to seriously consider if you can't replace Hazard, how can you let him go? The, and, the, you know, there are... Uh, if you look at his impact this season, what is it? He's contributed to something like 31 of our goals in the Premier League and we've only... That's about half, nearly half, I think. Um, and I, I don't know how you can just let that go. We've, obviously, Pulisic is... is <coughs> we've already booked him to come in he's he's arriving and we'll have Callum Hudson at door and I've got to say Ruben Loftus-Cheek looks better and better the more more I see him but I'm sorry Eden has 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 really lifted us when we needed him many many times there have been occasions where he where he hasn't where he hasn't turned up but you can't just uh, ignore the fact that that's going to go and it's not going to be replaced we've done that a lot of times if you think um, Costa was a replacement for Didier Drogba eventually, but then he we haven't really replaced Costa. Um, John Terry, have we replaced John Terry? There's a lot of these kind of iconic players um, who make they're, they're not just they're not iconic um, just for their, their stature and their, and their professionalism and all the rest of it. Um, they're there because of the impact that they have a very real impact they have every time they play a game for us and over the course of a season and that's what we will be losing so do you think he'll go i don't know i, I still just gone I, well, I keep being told this you, you can see he wants to go and my, my belief, no no but that's not his no, decision that's, that's, is it i know i know but the thing is he'll force for a move he wants to go he'll force for a move but the one thing I was going to say is I agree with Rick. So like, look, how do you replace 31 goals when you can't sign anyone anyway? But my the other way I'd look at it is think that it sounds stupid, but it's almost progress by allowing him to go because you look in and you think, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to play a short-term game and fill a gap for a year to say, we'll let you go on a, three, on a, on a free transfer, uh, but you need to stay here for a year because we need you now. Or do they say, look, we're not writing a year off as such, but what we're going to say is we'll take the money we get from Madrid and get the money that he's worth, not Madrid trying to get a cheap deal out of us. But then... No, but that's the other him. point. 
If they're not prepared to yeah, cough up... Yeah, if they're up, not prepared, that's no, different. That's completely different. You know, this is what I'm saying. that's a business decision. I don't know what is going to happen because there are too many imponderables at the moment. Yeah. Chelsea, so just set the price for Madrid and say the price is, we're talking like 115 million or something, isn't it? Which is what's being quoted. So the price is 115 million. If you want him, you can have him. If not, we'll stick with him for a year because we've got him under contract. But I think that if they do meet that and Chelsea do allow him to go, I don't think it's the end of the world. Obviously... You know, my criticism of Hazard is that I think he's a great player. His stats show what he's done for Chelsea. But I just think that he's not the player that people think he is. And I don't think he's become the player Chelsea wanted him to be. Which isn't me saying he's a bad player. It's just me being realistic about it. But I just think that in terms of progress, you look in and you think, well, look, if he is going to go next year because he's not going to sign a deal, just put the investment in Pulisic, in Hudson-Odoi, let those guys play, let them form a team, build a team around Hudson-Odoi, Pulisic, Loftus-Cheek and serve the team for the next five, six, seven years rather than trying to hang on to this guy for but dear you, life. But the, the thing, I agree with you, but the thing that you said about Hazard, and I think it's a valid point, that he, he can be a better player uh, than he currently is. Whether he ever will be, I, I don't know. But the one that we've got at the moment, the one we've been enjoying for the last few years... Is good enough. Uh, has been oh, yeah, good enough it, for it, but, us. My point so we is, can't, we, you know, we're not. It's not. If we're going to get someone who's going to perform better, or someone's going to come through, who's going because we've got other talents. Like, I mean, I'm really excited to see Reese James. I really think Reese James deserves uh, a chance in the first team squad next season. Obviously, he's a right back, but he, he, you know, or a midfielder. But you look at but, you look at Reece James, and you think that this is the point I made about Abraham uh, three years ago, and we signed Batshuayi. Is that that's why he did what you'd expect Abraham to do in, in terms of the minutes he played and the goals that he scored. Those young kids get more from doing that. Reese James, let Zappa Costa go and put Reese James yeah. in there because Reese James will probably play the same amount as what Zappa Costa is. And it's or players more. like Zappa Costa that stunt the growth of... He could, he could end up being the first choice, easily. But it, it's, it's those players like Zappa Costa that are squad players that stop those youth players coming through. It's not the first teamers. No. And, I, and I just look at Hazard and I think, look, this isn't me saying, yeah, get rid of him. I know like, what you're what saying. I mean is that it, it makes everyone, in theory, everyone else will have to contribute more. But we will, uh, at the moment, we, it's a risk we don't as well. have... It's a risk because, yeah. like you say, you can't sign anyone. They, they did the business. I think that when they signed Pulisic, they knew the ban was coming and that was them... Pulisic, whether people laugh or not, is Hazard's replacement. But the other thing is, how many players that we've had in the last, say, 10 years have been ones that actually physically get you out of your seat because they're so exciting? And I've got to say, he is... I'm struggling past past him. There aren't many that I'm thinking that. No, you're right. Regularly, regularly, when you get up and you're punching the air because... You know, he's yeah. done this fantastic slalom run or whatever. He's, uh, you know... Yeah, I'll tell you who's threatening to do it a little bit. is Ruben. No, absolutely. That, that run that he does where he does that little, barrel chest... Yeah, the, it's... Oh. The, 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 well, he's, he's brilliant it's in like transitions because he's one of the few players that can has his back to goal and he, in an instant he's facing goal because of the skill he has and the power that he has to be able to turn a player. And he looks around and he sees where they are and he's, he, he, he spots the space and he goes. Does. And he yeah. feel, I think he feels then that he's playing with uh, smaller kids again. That's how it's I, funny that's, you say that because you know. I was about to say that when you've seen his performances recently, it's reminiscent of that video of him against Schalke yeah. in the champ, Youth Champions League. Yeah, exactly. He gets the ball and he rips the ball off this young yeah. kid who is Leroy Sane, and he bursts right through, yeah. and then he gets into the Schalke half, puts out wide, and Solanke scores. 
And that's how he's starting to play now because he's got that confidence. I said to, I bumped into Scott Minto after the game, and I know Scott from uh, from years ago, from the mid nineties when I it, uh, we were both at the club, and um, he, uh, I said to him, Ruben Loftus Cheek, I said, you know what, I think he could be, he could be as good as Rude Hullet, and I know that's a big thing to say. And he went, oh, remember I played with Rudy, and I said, I know. I said, I don't say it lightly. I haven't said it about any other player that we've had at the club, and I don't say things like that lightly. I said, I'm not saying he's there now, but I said, I think he's got the potential, and I can see a course, and what, what do we say nowadays? An arc. A, a, an arc that, that would... Uh, I, th- I think there's there. only one thing that could work against him, he's and that's his body. Yes. Uh, and yeah, I think he's back. Because yeah. he's such a big unit, it's, it's like when he gets his back out... Suddenly, his his yeah. hamstring goes. It's it's. it's but they the are one finding issue. ways to manage that. He's yeah. going to have to. We were talking about that as well. And a bit like he, who are Paul McGrath? Exactly. Well, we were talking about you know that there are loads of players these days who have to do yoga virtually every day to keep themselves ticking over. Yeah. Um, and that, he's going to have to be one of those. I wrote a piece about that for the Athletic as well, Kerry. But just to bring back oh, to, you're so to go full current. circle in this podcast to bring it back to when we had our drive up to Newcastle yeah. four years ago, you probably won't remember this, but we were listening to Spurs. But Rain Man it was Spurs will. against Man... I'll tell you, it was Spurs against Man City on the radio because it was... Um, who, yeah, it was Spurs Man City on the radio anyway. And De- I think Deli Alli scored. And we were saying about Deli Alli, how frustrated we were because it was his first season at Spurs. And, um, and we were saying, look, if Ruben had the opportunities, mm. he would show he's a yeah. better player than Deli Alli. Mm. And you look at it now and you see what Ruben's doing. Mm. I know Deli Ali's had a dip in form, but they play in a similar position. And he's just... Yeah. There's a, whatever you want to say is a distance between those players yeah. in terms of ability Great and goal as well. Great goal, wasn't it? You know, that, um, that he scored. Yeah, the just way he just bent it around the keeper. Just knew but exactly the run what off he was Hazard. doing. Absolutely brilliant. Cute as hell, wasn't it? Yeah. It was just absolutely sublime. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot to look forward to, I think, even with a transfer ban. You know, does Tammy come back? Would you have him back? I think you certainly, I mean, you've got to at least give him a chance. Um, uh, our main problem is strikers, isn't it? Yeah. And, and Giroud, think, Higuain, for you, do they just well, go? Well, Higuain, I doubt, well, we, we won't be able to keep him anyway unless we sign him on loan again, which... Are we allowed to have I'd, players Actually, I'm not sure. I think it's an 18-month deal. No, but are, if right. there's a transfer ban, are we no, allowed no, no, to sign loans? No, 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 it's an 18-month deal, so they can re-register a player, but they can't register a new player. That's why they can gotcha. re-register okay. Giroud, but they can't register... Higuain, you mean? Uh, yeah, or sorry, I was talking, just thinking yeah. of other players as well. So they can re-register those players, but they can't register... New, fresh... You know, Messi. Fresh yeah, one, gotcha. yeah. But I think um, Tammy... Uh, he, he, look, it takes something to score... Uh, 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 the first uh, what's it 25 goals for Aston Villa I know it's the lower level for for since the 1970s or something uh, people may scoff but no one else has done it he's yeah. done it and he's still very young and I saw him take that penalty in the playoff and uh, calmness and the eagerness to do that you know he's got he's grown I think he's um, massively confident now I'd love to see him given a chance. I don't know whether he's whether he'd be good enough to start every week for us, but um, as an option off the bench, 
let's let's try it. Uh, okay, so who Mason would... Mount is another one that we we haven't touched on. I was just going to say, who else? Mason Mount is an interesting well, player. I know, he had know, a bad injury for a, yeah. a lengthy part of the season, but he's shown an awful lot more than promise. And very creative and could easily fit into the system, that kind of passing triangle system that we that we use. But Ola, Ola Aina as well, you know, at, the, um, in, at Torino's done well. Um, so, yes, it, it wouldn't be... Uh, a, a, a transfer ban wouldn't uh, impoverish us, but it would take a big commitment from the supporters and the club to invest faith in... A batch of to be understanding like and to say that again, you're not writing the season off, but you'll be in understanding of the yeah. of the failures that come. But sorry, the and reason I was celebrating had that. the reason I was celebrating to myself just then is that when we were in the car to Newcastle, it was Spurs, Man City. Got it right, 26 <laughs> September. <laughs> yeah. And Chelsea drew two all Ramirez and William. There you go. See? Brilliant. But I, I think there is something in that, you know, this season has been a difficult Gary's one. Gary's doing a with... sailor's hornpipe in the in the I'm just really uh, happy another that euphemism. my memory still serves me well. Yeah, it does. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> the, the the thing is, the the fans. It's been a strange season with the fans. You know, being I've been on it, a lot of players' backs. Strange on the managers. Years. Yeah, it has been. But has, yeah. maybe a transfer ban is what the fans need because then they they can't rail against the things in the same kind of way. Or you know, we need to oh, sign. No, people will find a way. Yeah, I'm sure they will. But I mean, there are people I, near me who boo. The announcement of Jorginho. I mean, why? Why would you do that? Firstly, um, he's been pretty outstanding in, in this run-in. Well, you know, when the uh, when the chips are down at the end of this season, he's been there and he's been contributing a a, a great deal. But why would you boo any of your players on a regular basis before they even have kicked a ball? I mean, madness, really. I agree. So um, I, I don't hold out much hope for patience from that type of supporter. It's going to be really interesting though as well that I want Sarri to stay. Not that I agree with everything he's done this year, but I just think that what Chelsea are trying to do, what they're trying to achieve, you can't give a guy a season. Not with what he's had to use as well. I don't agree with the way he's treated people like Cahill at times. I can understand it from a football perspective, yeah. but I think that he's got to understand what the club is more and he hasn't shown enough desire to do that. And that's where my criticism of him, you know, Cahill doesn't fit the system, which is fine, you know, but it's the way he's treated those players. Um, but I just think bringing these younger players in that are on the face of it more suited to the way he wants to play because the way he wants to play is a very modern way, which is very much of the time. And Mason Mount, Reese James, you know, other players have got that ability to do that. So it'd be Ampadu. interesting to see. Yeah, it'd be interesting oh, to see how... It's such a shame that he's, he would have played a, a lot of minutes in the last couple of months if, if he hadn't had this uh, problem with his back. Real, it's a real That's why I think the transfer ban isn't... It's frustrating, but it isn't the end of the world because I think that once and for all, we'll get answers about certain things that nobody knows the answer to. We don't know whether these kids are good enough. We don't know if they're going to be a success or whether they're going to fail. Well, now they're going to have to sink or swim because that's what Chelsea are relying on this summer. You almost feel that the worst case scenario would be a delayed uh, suspension of the ban and then a kind of window of a week or two where we just go out and buy loads of players. So they buy like Jilla Bodgy again and others. That's what I'm thinking, Yeah. yeah. He's probably available as well. 
<laughs> but no, I, I think the truth is, you know, Sarri said I would only be buying one or two players, and I presume one would be a top, top striker, and the other probably a central defender. I mean, if you were going to look at someone who would change our team, Jovic is one, I think. I would and that's definitely... just because we've watched him at close quarters as well. Yeah, well, but, you know, Ollie's been following, my son Ollie's been following him for a while, so he, he's been banging on about him. And um, there are a couple of other, there's a, another, uh, I think, a French kid playing in Germany as well, that, another good young striker. I think what we don't need is to get a 30-something striker to come in. Um, Who's, who is set in their ways yeah. I mean Higuain you know, he's obviously a very talented footballer mm. I've never personally liked him but given the ball in that six yard box or around the penalty area and he's got a chance to shoot he'll, he'll yeah. take it on the rest of it though he doesn't fit but, what that, do. but you see this is the point people criticise Tammy Abraham for his approach his, his all round uh, play but in the Six yard area. There is. There are very few players who are going to be better. Exactly. Possibly in yeah. the in, in Champions League and Premier League. We don't know. But he's proved at the Championship level that he's he is that uh, sniffer in the box. And where Chelsea have always been best in the transfer market, anyway, since Abramovich came in, is they they they've signed players that are. Like Jovic, maybe. I'm not saying Jovic just because he's the flavour no, of the month. but use him as a... Yeah. But yeah, but players like him who are on the brink of doing something. Like Look, Morata. And, and like Drogba. Well, the thing is, with Morata, though, I was having a conversation briefly on Twitter that, and someone was criticising, going, oh, look how many... He was the most offside player and he only played half a season. But it, I think it comes down to the fact that he's on the last shoulder of the defender, on the, you know, the shoulder of the last man, should I say, and he's trying to get beyond and they're not giving him the ball quick enough. And you know you say about that connection between players that you don't see on the pitch. They want, those inside forwards want too many touches so a player like Morata suffers. Yeah. And I think that's why maybe Giroud is better because Giroud is there as the counterpoint for them to play off because they want to score the goals whereas Morata needs to play in a team where he needs to score the goals. And there's always been that problem. But going back to it, I think that you know, Drogba became a star at Chelsea. Lampard was pre-Abramovich, but he became a star at Chelsea. Carvalho became a star at Chelsea, even though he won the Champions League. SEM became a star at Chelsea. You know, all the best players we've had. Hazard became a star at Chelsea. Ashley Cole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, when, we signed esta- when we signed established names, Shevchenko failed. Mm. Torres failed. Um, it seems to be we, we buy them at the wrong time. You know, um, I don't think Crespo, Crespo was a failure for Regularly. personal reasons. More because rather. he won't allow I his loved, dog at a training I, ground. And I, yeah. I say that sadly. In, I in loved Hernan Crespo. Yeah. I thought but you know, see what I mean? Though, we're player. better off. We, we've always been better signing the, the players that become stars at Chelsea. Like an aspirational signing is yeah. what you're talking rather about. Rather than there? buying the, you know, the yeah. Galacticos idea at Chelsea. Yeah. Just, the 24, 25 year old. It's never worked. 30, yeah. 32 year old. Yeah, like... It's, it's always been better when the players become a star at Chelsea and they're the players that we've always responded to the most as well. Look at the players we talk about. You know, th- there's a few of them like Balak that was a, su- a success but then the players we talk about that we associate with more that we relate to, you know, relate to Czech became a star at Chelsea. Yeah. You know, and that team of yeah, that's the fine. Champions League that, yeah. Yeah, that won it for us. David Luiz became David Luiz at Chelsea. Iron I just Robin. think that's I mean, the sort forget, of players we need to be looking at. Don't forget Iron Robin and you know another. Yeah, yeah. you know, like even really Duff, you know, yeah. he, he was a player that had been at Blackburn for a while, and he didn't go to United and then come to us. He came to us from Blackburn and became a star by being at Chelsea. And I think Pulisic, by that measure, 
is going to be the next Hazard. <laughs> there you go. It's good. <laughs> You've heard so, it here first. No, do, do you see what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah my point. of course. So, okay. Um, there's just a couple of things quickly to wrap up. But first off, has Sarri's first season at Chelsea been a success or a failure? Certainly not a failure. It's a success. We, we're back in a Champions League position. Third, one of our favourite finishing positions in the, <laughs> in the last 15 years or so. Uh, two cup finals. That's only the fifth time we've done that in a season. Um, it's a shame we didn't. We lost out only on penalties in the League Cup. I think that put a different complexion on it. If we already had that, if we'd banked that already and we were going into a, another European final... Um, however we got there, we are there. And so I think, yes, it's, it's a qualified success, but it's a success. A failure as a PR exercise and a success in a sporting exercise. Because, of what I, again, I'm not Sarri's biggest fan. I've criticised him, but I've equally praised him. But I think the issue is, is this stubbornness of almost... Brian Clough at Leeds style of the way you lot won trophies in 15 years has been garbage this is the way we're doing it <laughs> I don't really care about what the club's traditions are I'm going to do it my way you know when the fans the players do their lap of honour at the end of the season I'm going down the tunnel it's almost like two fingers up to you because I'm the footballing philosopher but at the same time he delivered on what he wanted in the way that Jose would deliver in the way he wanted and sometimes it was turgid sometimes it was great and we all loved him why? Because Jose was heart on the sleeve, I'm one of you. Conte was heart on the sleeve, I'm one of you. Ancelotti was, I'm one of you. Sarri doesn't behave like that. He's a manager. He's the manager. Well, he's a manager, the coach. And I think that's that's where it's really difficult to judge it because you just don't understand maybe the nuances of what's gone on. So I think that as a PR exercise, it's been a disgrace. But then they finished third above Spurs, Arsenal, Man United. And they're in a final. And they're in another final. It went to penalties. Yeah. All right, so this is it for the last time we've got to do predictions. Of course, we're going to America on Thursday. Mm. Uh, Is that a weird thing to do? I think think Sari put it quite well that as a man, he thoroughly approves of it and thinks it's a great thing to, a great issue to do to to expose anti-Semitism and discrimination in, in all its guises. But as a coach, he's worried about Injuries. The, the fatigue. I mean, I think ideally he would have given the players four days off, something yeah. like that, and said, "Let's reconvene on Friday." Mind you, last time we for... did that, we gave players days off. Was before didn't, we played Arsenal work. in the cup final and got yeah, done. The thing by is, it's then. only it's only a five-hour flight. No, but it's the well, it's, it's, not, the, it's, it's, it's Boston's five hours. It's not five. It's it six is. and a half. Oh, it's five hours. New York's six and a half. But it is travelling yeah, is tiring, and it's not. It's, it's not still, being oh, no, at home. No, it's not being at home with your family. The thing and, is, when, when uh, they're, they're going to be know. back, they're going to be back Friday morning, right? They'll get a long they'll, weekend with their kids. They'll be on they're, UK time while they're yeah, over they're, there they're as exactly well. not changing their body clocks. It's an inconvenience, but I don't think it's as bad as going to like they did. And it in, is a week. I mean, you know, it's a week. It's ten days. I know, yeah. but what are Arsenal doing right now? You know. I, I just think that you know when we spoke to Cahill like you say before the the cup final two years ago what did he say it's been really difficult trying to get back up for the cup final not because the players don't want to because they're human beings no and that's a like, good point ticking oh, over yeah, yeah I, you know I just want to shut off for a week and now you want me to come back and mm. be intense in training and that showed up in that performance of that cup final so maybe it could be a good thing 
All right, so here we go. For the last time of the season, we need to get a prediction on the cup final. Oh. So, Rick, off you go. Um, Don't be shy either. 3-1 Chelsea. I think Eden will be on fire. Oh, do you think he'll start? <laughs> I'd love it if he... Put him on the bench. <laughs> I'd love it if he put... Who's Ed? Koscielny. No, um, left him Xhaka. If he left Xhaka blood. on his backside like oh, yeah. he did to... Um, what's his face? <laughs> yeah. Bob. Anyway, your prediction, Gary? Come on, Gal. Arsenal 2, Chelsea 1. Oh, what? I think we're going to lose. I don't want them to lose. I want them to stuff them outside, but I don't think we'll win. You are such a loser. <laughs> you really are. You're a loser and a plastic fan for wanting Spurs to win the, the Champions League. It's not gone right on your last appearance. It must be, it must be a Springsteen song that, title that sums up that attitude. Tougher than the rest because I can take it. <laughs> Well, I was thinking Track of plays on words of love, of born if anyone wants to, run. to hear it. I can, I can, but I can only think of then Johnny Thunder's Darkness on the Edge of Town. Born to lose. <laughs> and that, that's him. Never mind Born to Run, Born to Lose. Anyway, I'm going for a mighty 2 1 to Chelsea. Get in. Yes. And that's I really it. hope I'm wrong, but I'll just Me look too. at it and I think the season we've had. Everything else. Can you just fade him down, please? I'm just feeling <laughs> the engineer. Just fade him down as he carries on. I don't know on. why just... you had to say it, though. Why did you I'm feel just being honest. To I'm just an honest sort of guy. <laughs> so, that's can it. I do my New Jersey accent as well? Okay, go on. Let's have your New Jersey accent. So you're with a different prediction. With a different prediction. Oh. It's Big Bobby from New Jersey. Asbury Park, New Jersey. I'm on the boardwalk. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> Chelsea free, Arsenal nil. That's more like <laughs> That's it. That's more like it. We'll take Thank it to you. Nero. Hey, you notice I said ass and not arse. Hey, come on. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Boardwalk Bobby. <laughs> and that's it. Until next season, we're off. And hopefully we'll see you all in a few months' time and we'll have some new silverware. Lovely. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Boardwalk Bobby. And hey, thanks, Leon, for looking it. after us all season. Thank you with for your listening. mighty engineering. And uh, we'll see you all soon. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.